Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And our most recent series of podcasts has been focusing on one of our offerings called Team Forward. It's a performance-based team development process. And just coming off of the fourth of five retreats of our Lead Forward program this year, we have some energy today about this idea of executive leadership development and how leaders really prepare themselves for leading organizational change. We had a, we've been having some discussions about this topic with our clients, and today we want to we want to offer this to our listeners, our ideas and insights about how leaders really do prepare themselves for leading organizational change. The real compelling reason why is the complexity of change and the pace of change that most leaders in most organizations are facing. And we have this idea of really developing the corporate athlete that has a range of capabilities so that they can not only respond to change, they can get out ahead of change and then bring their organizations and teams and culture along for the ride. It's crazy when you think about, even when I just look at my phone and I think years ago when I was in the um, mainframe business, computer technology and selling mainframes and disk drives and tape drives, the computing capacity of those huge mainframes is now found in in the phone that I hold in my hand. Absolutely. I mean, it just, it almost can be overwhelming for leaders in organizations. And so when we look at Lead Forward, we're really looking at strengthening their abilities in in four very distinct areas to uh, lead their organization, lead their teams, and strengthen their own individual leadership effectiveness. We've talked over the last couple of days with our Lead Forward class this year about what are the key areas or what are the key elements of how we prepare ourselves to be effective leaders in leading organizational change. It starts with being a more agile leader. I mean, this ability to um, respond flexibly to the changes that are being thrown at us, to the complexities. And so this whole idea of strengthening our leadership agility. And we see this leadership agility in four distinct areas. How leaders set context, how they identify, even taking the time to identify who the key stakeholders really are in any of the work that they're doing, looking for creative solutions to solving problems, and then how they're using any of the work that they're doing to grow self-leadership, how they're, how they're improving and developing as a leader. One of the things that occurred to me when we were covering this material in our, our most recent retreat is we're creating the space for an organizational leader to actually move faster and to, to keep up with this pace and complexity of change. And you know, I'm, I'm reminded that we're often going so fast that people don't understand where we're going. Mm. Our strategy, mm. which is the context setting that you just brought up. And then stakeholder agility. Uh, we, we talked about this yesterday, uh, John Mackey's book on conscious leadership really talks about if any one stakeholder is given too much attention, we may not be leading effective organizational change. So we have to have this balanced look at customers and employees and shareholders in the community. 
which I think this whole idea of what, what we really get excited about around Lead Forward is that we're creating the space to really look at these areas uh, in a different way, from a different perspective. I mean, the whole idea of creative agility. I mean, how do you get creative? You have to spend a little bit more time examining an issue from multiple different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. Einstein said that we cannot solve things at the energy uh, that we were at when they were created. And then this whole idea of self-leadership, observing what we're doing, our current paradigms, our current habits of thought that are getting the results we're getting. And, and so we're really, the exciting part about Lead Forward is it creates the space for us to operate in those four areas really effectively. We absolutely want to send a shout out to Bill Joyner and Stephen Josephs. This is the um, their work in leadership agility around those four areas that we mentioned is we are using some of their work and their assessment in the work that they've done around leadership agility in the book that they wrote called Leadership Agility for anybody who wants to check that out. The word is is brilliant because when we are agile, right, we're able to respond to anything effectively and can be can be more proactive. But I think it would be useful for us to talk about how we uniquely approach helping leaders become more agile as they take on this mantle of leading organizational change. And I think people are going to be super surprised at where we start first, right? I I mean, I think people are almost like, oh, why are we starting there? But then it makes sense when we say, we're going to start with how you're building up your energy. They're going to be so surprised that when we first uh, started looking at the concept of a corporate athlete in the physical leadership quotient, people said, you know, what does that have to do with leadership? Mm-hmm. And I love your response. Mm-hmm. What does energy, physical energy, have to do with leadership? And you yeah. respond? Absolutely everything. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, leading is a physical activity. Most leaders are not getting enough sleep. Most leaders are dehydrated. Most leaders, they're not eating the most nutritional food. And many leaders want to get more exercise, and they're just not getting the exercise that they really want to get. And so if you could envision for our listeners that in the course of this year-long transformational program on leading organizational change, that the foundation that extends for the 12 months is around building that those muscles in the physical leadership area. And we don't just talk about it theoretically. We get right into it with providing Uh, leaders with water bottles filled with water so that they can begin the hydration piece. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we we build the rituals and the practices that allow them to have the energy that creates or enables an appropriate response to whatever's happening in the outside or inside environment. You know, to net that all out, when you physically feel well, when you're hydrated, when you feel like you're nourished, when you have the appropriate amount of rest, when you're exercising to release a lot of those stress hormones, you can lead to the very top of your potential, right? You can do all kinds of things. It's much easier to lead. So that's why we start with energy. And then we move on to the second how, to how do we lead effectively organizational change is looking at emotional intelligence, right? And we've netted that out to AR, the appropriate response. You know, we think about, and, and we, we, I guess we give credit to Daniel Goleman and a lot of his work around emotional intelligence, but this ability 
to uh, recognize our own emotions and the emotions in others for the purpose of leading ourselves and others to more effective actions. And in this realm of uh, emotional intelligence is tied very much to leadership agility because it's really the self-leadership piece. It's really observing how our current thinking and practices is impacting organizational performance. You know, it's also tied to when you go back to those um, Joyner and Joseph's, you know, the four aspects of when we think about setting the context for our initiatives, engaging the stakeholders, creativity around solving problems, and then our own development. When you look at those, EI is really tied to all those, right? Because inspiring and influencing, those are EI competencies that really fuel context setting, right? In setting the context. When you look at engaging stakeholders and really taking the time to understand your stakeholders, what helps you do that? Emotional intelligence, right? It's taking the time to have empathy, taking the time to understand where other people are coming from. Yeah, listening fully, being attuned to the culture, being attuned to how excited or fearful people are of the changes that you're embarking upon from an organizational level. One of the interesting things and why emotional intelligence uh, is tied to leadership agility is that the higher up you go in an organization, the least amount of meaningful feedback you get. And so this whole idea of actively seeking out feedback, removing blind spots, recognizing when you as the leader are plugging the leadership pipeline as opposed to facilitating uh, the filling of the leadership pipeline so that the organization can perform at the levels it's required to perform at. So, so far we're talking about what are the things that we really need to pay attention to? How do we actually effectively lead organizational change? The first thing is we talked about energy. People need to physically need to feel well. The second thing we talked about is emotional intelligence competencies and paying attention to things like empathy and conflict management, inspirational leadership, influence, things like that. The third thing we want to offer people to start thinking about is we call it whole brain thinking. Mm -hmm. Most people are very strong in left brain thinking and really... um, we encourage our leaders and our clients to really be thinking about how are they actually tapping into developing their right brain thinking. Which is huge in developing leadership agility. You can't be left dominant only. It's necessary. But so this whole brain thinking, this holistic thinking allows us to be creative. It allows us to get out in front of the changes that are occurring in the marketplace. But it requires us to really step back and look at how are, what are the processes by which we engage people. Are we creating enough space in our culture for creativity? We do need to have the franchise operating, getting results, but how are we getting out ahead of what's next, whether it's in new products or new strategies to keep up with the pace and complexity of change? And I think this idea of whole brain thinking is especially useful when our leaders are, they're in a situation where they're leading organizational change and we're looking at that one piece about coming up with creative solutions to solving problems. Coming at it just left-brained can be a little bit limiting. You're solving problems, but when you come at it from a whole brain, that's really where you can come up with some unique 
solutions to really challenging organizational problems. And so we use a term that left brain dominant people get hung up on, but it's both and thinking. And so whole brain thinking is both and. It's the left and the right. It's the uh, parts and it's the system. It's the forest and it's the trees. And true leadership agility requires us to look at both and to look at strategies that enable us to not only get the pieces done, but to see how the pieces fit into the whole system. So in leading organizational change, we've talked about energy. We've talked about EI, emotional intelligence. We've talked about whole brain thinking. And the last component we'd throw in there would be teams and the focus on the potential of teams. Absolutely. A lot of unutilized potential in organizations because we have groups of people who work reasonably well together, uh, getting okay results. And, and I think that we think that the word team is overused because to really build a high performing team that will contribute significantly to positive organizational change, it needs to be intentional. So here's a quick story. One of our clients that I'm coaching, senior executive, just came back from a three-day off-site retreat with the senior team of the organization. He uh, sent me a text and said, hey, I need, let's have a quick call. I just want to run a couple of things by you. We spent half an hour on the phone. And his question was, I left the retreat. I have a lot of great ideas. How do I get this done? And how do I execute all these ideas? And I said, really? So you're the only one executing. How you execute is, don't call me, bring your team in. Absolutely. Right? That's how you do. That's a common response to great ideas and a brainstorming. It's a common response is, it's all on my shoulders, right? We got to tap in and we got to bring in more people. Well, teams are about scale. Let's just net it right out. It's not about warm and fuzzy. It's about scale. Mm -hmm. It's about leveraging the full potential. And one of the reasons that uh, you know, we are developing leaders who can build high-performing teams is that we create scale. The more scale you have, the more able you are to respond to these changes in the marketplace, in the world. We had a ton of energy about this where we feel really strongly that all of our clients are in some way, shape, or fashion are leading an organizational change at whatever capacity they are at within the organization. And many of them are bringing a knife to a gunfight. And they really are not fully equipped with the thinking and the agility and the energy and the emotional capacity to do what is required to lead change at the levels that are being demanded. So I think what, just to kind of wrap it all together, what we're suggesting is if you're in that situation, you're thinking about yourself and how you're leading organizational change, give a look to number one, how you're feeling physically. Number two, do an inventory on emotional intelligence competencies, specifically things like influence, inspirational leadership, empathy, conflict management, emotional self-awareness. Pay attention to those things as you're leading your change. And take a hard look at the process you use to solve problems. Is it more individual 
attacking it like the story you shared, or are you taking a collaborative approach that brings the right people together to create solutions that one individual could not have thought of on his or her own? And last is we encourage our leaders to pay attention to whole brain thinking, both left and right brain capacities that support our leadership. And this has been a great dialogue today about how leaders lead effectively organizational change. And if any of our listeners want more information, please reach out to us. You can get our contact information on our website, getemergent.com. We'd love to chat more with you on that.